Wait a minute, I hear something. Welcome back. It's another episode of your favorite podcast, Dr. Movie. Why it's called Dr. Movie? I really don't know. Uh, I I wanted something, I guess, that just kind of lend itself to anything and everything movie-related. Maybe even TV-related. I don't know. It's just a name, folks. Uh, The main thing is it's not stuck in a genre, right? I'm kind of jumping all over the place. And, uh... I'm a kid of the 70s and 80s, a teenager of the 80s, so that's why I've got this huge collection of 80s teen movies, I guess you'd say. Uh, Well, just 80s movies in general. But um, we've been covering several here that are, you know, your your typical uh, guy run amok sex rom-com kind of things, right? Uh, well, I thought I'd do one that kind of flips the table, right? Or turns the table. I don't guess we flip the table. Turns the table. Because uh, all the other ones are about guys trying to get lucky. And there's one movie that just came to mind. Now, this should belong in a group of of uh, summer camp movies, I guess you'd say. But we're going to talk about a movie called Little Darlings from 1980. Um pretty popular at the time and uh pretty stellar cast for this time uh let's let's look at the synopsis here at camp for the summer two teenage girls from very different backgrounds face off in an unexpected contest right uh streetwise angel comes from a poor neighborhood while naive ferris uh has never wanted for anything both girls are on the brink of womanhood and uh you know, it's it's one of those movies, right, of becoming a woman, right? Um, came out in 1980, and you kind of heard me say it there as far as our, our, our group there, and I said we had a pretty stellar cast. We got Christy McNichol, which, you know, come on, who doesn't like Christy McNichol, right? She is a staple of 70s and 80s life. Uh... TV shows. I mean, she was just kind of everywhere at the time. I know Danny Bennett's a big fan, right? We've got Tatum O'Neill. You know, I, for me, Bad News Bears, right? That's the first thing I think of with Tatum O'Neill. Uh, great role for her in this one. We've got the ever-elusive 80s bad guy, Matt Dillon. Uh, even in this movie, he doesn't play a bad guy. But you just think of him as a bad guy. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just Matt Dillon, right? Um, we have Armand Asante in this. Armand Asante uh, with hair, uh, very young. And uh, well, I mean, this is this is after the prophecy, right? So he just doesn't have the 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 Native American, you know, makeup they did, I guess, to make him look that way he's going more all natural in this one uh we got a bunch of other people a bunch of young kids in this uh cynthia nixon alexa kinnon and the list goes on and on 
Krista <laughs> Krista Erickson have to bring her up um, she's a young lady I, in, in watching this I kept trying to figure out what do I know her from because it's obviously something I've watched a bunch and just could not place her at all and she's not in a whole lot of stuff but I knew I was like man I, I know this face it's obviously younger from what I recognize her from She's in Jekyll and Hyde Together Again. The movie that I have an absolute love for and am not ashamed. It's not a good movie whatsoever. But it's one of those guilty pleasures that I have. If you haven't seen Jekyll and Hyde Together Again and you like slapstick, stupid comedy, you need to check that one out. With that being said, let's talk about this movie. Um, that's a strange segue, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you've got a bus pulling up to take kids to, to camp. Uh, Angel, who's Christy McNichol, comes from a rough background, smokes cigarettes, wearing double denim. I mean, we're, we're tough here, right? So she kind of puts off this air of being a, a tough kid and uh, doesn't really want to go to camp. You can tell it's just kind of not her thing. And she gets on the bus, and all these other girls are there, and they're talking about how much they like Andy Gibb and all these other people. And it's 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 weird for me, ladies. If you, if you if there's any ladies that even listen to this show, um, let me know if this is kind of typical girl talk. I, I would assume it is. Guy talk, kind of the same. It just surprises me that you expect more from girls, I guess, but I guess we all talk about the same thing when we're still wondering what it's like to be a grown-up, right? But yeah, they're talking about, you know, Andy Gibbs butt and all these things. And, you know, they, they, they wait, you know, the bus is about to leave and there's all different age groups in this, right? So, but it's all, it's, apparently it's an all-girl camp. And, uh, this Rolls-Royce pulls up that's running behind, and Tatum O'Neill gets out of it. Obviously, comes from a, like I said, a posh life. Comes on the bus, wants to sit down. Christy McNichol or Angel's in a seat by herself, and tells her that seat's taken. And she doesn't listen to her. Sits down anyways. They get in a fist fight on the bus. Now this is a flash from the past too, because used to the bus driver would just say, "Hey, knock it off," and that was kind of it, right? But he pretty much kind of lets them squabble a little bit. Then he finally start, stops the bus. We got a problem back there, and they're both like, you can tell they've been slapped around a bit. No, we're fine. And then we drive on to camp. So already they don't like each other, right? And uh, they end up staying in the same cabin together. And there's this <laughs> you got to talk about this one. Can't remember her name in the show, but she's obviously underaged belongs in the younger group cabins, but can't stand it. She wants to hang out with the big girl, so she moves in without telling anybody and stays with them, right? And uh, she just becomes one of the bunch, which comes in handy later on. And uh, so at this point, the uh, the character I was talking about, uh, what was her name in the show? Cinder. Apparently did some modeling, has, you know, has a uh, a check coming in every month or so from you know royalties of being in a commercial so she's all hot and snotty 
and uh, she makes a wager between Christy McNichol's character and Taylor O'Neill's character that uh, one of them would become a woman by a certain date, right? Or one would become a woman before the other. She's betting that that uh, Tatum O'Neill's character, Ferris, will uh, do the deed before Christy McNichol. And, you know, you get some uh, you get some 80s bullying here, right? Because, they, because again, Christy McNichol smoking cigarettes, double denim, not very girly. Uh, you know, they start calling her things that, you know, I bet you're not into guys, all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it happens in these movies in that time. Um, so they make the bet, and then all through the throughout all of the summer camp, they're all waging and betting money on who's going to do it first. Such a weird concept for me, uh, even from a guy standpoint. I think I think guys are a little more guys cheer each other on. <laughs> I think that's the difference, right? Girls can't stand each other because it's competition. Guys don't really look at each other as competition, except maybe in sports. This is a strange concept. I don't know why I'm getting off on this, but you see girls go to a club or anything where they're together, right? And if one of the girls gets the attention of a guy, automatically the rest of them start calling her a slut or whatever, right? A group of guys go to a club or whatever. And a girl pays attention with the guys. All the guys are like, yeah, man, high-fiving the dude. Go after it, man. And it, it, weirdly, this is the truth. This is, this is the way it is uh, for the most part, you know. Uh, strange concept. And, it, and that's, that's really what this movie is about. Even though it's from the other side of the fence for me, it's quite a good movie. Um yeah, it's got its problems. Sure it does. But Tatum O'Neill, her character Ferris, starts liking uh, one of the teachers, which is Amon Rasani, playing uh, Gary. And she's doing all these things to get his attention. And, of course, he's not falling for it. He's an, you know, he's an older guy. He's like, look, you're, you're way too young. You're cute. I get it. But uh, just it's, it's not going to happen, right? So this is who she's picked to go after, right? And even some of the girls tell her later on, you know, maybe you ought to pick somebody else because, you know, you're you're shooting awful high here. Uh, Christy McNichol and the girls uh, steal a school bus one night or one day, <laughs> which is strange. Christy McNichol, like, hot wires the bus and they take off and they drive to a gas station because in order for this contest to happen... We're going to need protection. Now, these girls are not, well, they're virgins. I mean, that's what's going on. So they, they you know, they know very little. I mean, they know they got to have protection. So they they go to this gas station, and uh, the door is locked to the men's bathroom. And I'm kind of going, okay, why are they going to the men's bathroom? And what they do is they take this little small girl that's in the bus. Well, as a matter of fact, they even use her to break into the bus. They throw her through one of the windows she's small enough to fit into and unlock the bus so they can get in. So, again, having this little small tyke really helps out. And she's gung-ho, man. She's <laughs> But they take her and they put her in one of those It's one of those draft windows that's above the door. And they, they pretty much lift her up and throw her in there. And she's in the men's bathroom. 
putting quarters in the condom machine, trying to get condoms out, and the machine's either messed up or something. She ends up kicking the machine, gets up on like a counter and starts kicking the machine, you know, the little wall display thing there, and breaks it off the wall and comes out of the bathroom with the whole machine. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Uh, at this time, while they're waiting for her to, to get in there and get this stuff, uh, Matt Dillon's character pulls up, Randy. It's Randy. And uh, he's like, yeah, I want to use the bathroom. And Christy McNichol, like notices him. They start talking a little bit and starts hitting on her, hitting on her, him. And this is who she picks. And uh, so the story kind of gets twisted from there, right? So Christy McNichol starts stealing a canoe and going to the other camp where Randy is and picking him up at night and going to this place and she can't do it, right? You know, the, the, she, she's told him, yes, tonight's the night, we're going to do this. They get there, can't do it. She's having issues with it. Well, again, the, the clock is ticking. Tatum O'Neill's character goes to the teacher's apartment or cabin and she's trying her best and, again, fails. But when she comes back, he says something to her of the fact of, when you're 21, maybe there's a chance. And she just starts glowing from that point. Because she's got the hots for this teacher, right? So when she comes back, she's all glowing. All the girls say, uh-oh, she did it. And, you know, she's on cloud nine. And she, she's kind of happy, but she did stretch the truth a lot for this, right? And, uh... So all the girls are convinced that she's done it, which the word gets around the camp, gets the teacher in trouble, and now he's extremely mad at her. And then um, Christy McNichol actually does get with Matt Dillon, or Randy, Randy, and uh, they have their, their night. And obviously it is not what she expected, and you can tell she's just distraught from what has just happened because it's not what she thought it was going to be. She felt kind of alone afterwards, even though he was there and he really likes her. That's, that's the other thing that's strange about this. In other cases where the guy's like, yeah, so what? Right? Uh, this one, he really has taken a liking to her, right? Um, they kind of go their own ways. Long story short, Tatum O'Neill goes to uh, the teacher's place and talks to him and apologizes. They kind of smooth things over. Randy shows up looking for uh, Angel. Can't find her. And uh, finds uh, uh, Cinder instead. And Cinder says, don't you, don't you understand? You know, you're just being used. This is all just for a game. Which Cinder's a terrible person, by the way. Um... Uh, she, she's just obnoxious, full of herself, that kind of thing. And uh, so Randy gets upset. Next thing you know, she's kind of hanging out with Randy. That doesn't go over well. Christy McNichols' character, Angel, sees that. And uh, they end up, she ends up getting up and walking out, and Randy chases after her, and they have a talk. And Randy wants this to work out between them, and Angel just says, I, I just don't think it can. But I think they're willing to give it a shot. Later on, 
Angel and, and Ferris meet up and they both exposed each other the truth of what happened not to change the bet or anything because <clears throat> it still looks like Tatum O'Neill won but they end up really becoming really good friends because of what has all happened here and then they get together with all the girls and say look we want to blow the lid off of all of this and tell the truth and uh, Cinder's like no way we're not going to do that and she starts name calling all the other girls and I forgot to mention there's this one girl this cute little girl named Sunshine and she is obviously a uh, a child of some hippies right because she's always telling people here put this in your milk and drink it and it'll calm you down she's giving people vitamin E giving people ginseng her name's Sunshine she's wearing headbands I mean she is that kind of kid right which later becomes kind of the, the yuppie kid. Um, but they're sitting there and, and sitting around, and this conversation's happening about trying to tell the truth. And Sunshine, of all people, gets upset and punches Cinder in the face and knocks her off the log. And from that point on, all the girls are like, you know, we're tired of you bossing us around. We like who we are for who we are. And so be it. So, you know, good strong message there, too, of... It's easy to follow along in the group, but being an individual and being happy with yourself is more important than anything else. Which leads to another thing that I don't talk a lot about, but I will here. There's a greatness of being an individual, right? But there's also the consequences. You have to realize to be an individual, you're really not fitting in with everything else. And you have to be able to handle that. You can't get hung up on all the feelings of if people judge you based off of who you are as an individual. If it makes you happy, don't worry about what other people say. You know, we've got this thing now, everybody being accepted. And I don't know. I mean, th that's fine. But it also is a road to ruin. The main thing is be happy with who you are, regardless of what other people say, what other people's influence are. If you like something, you like something. If you are something, you are something. But don't expect everybody to accept it. It's just not going to happen. That's just life. Life is cruel. The world is cruel. These are simplistic lessons that we all have to deal with. Um, you know... I was picked on at school. I was bullied. All that stuff. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't it doesn't break it down to just an individual of certain kinds. You know, we are taught from childhood in the school separation. As weird as it is, hey, here's your here's your cool group. Here's your sports group. Here's your, you know, uh, I was a weird exception in high school of being kind of accepted by everybody because. At the, at the end of the day, everybody has a right to be who they are. There's no reason that you can't smooth that gap in between, right? There's no reason you can't like steak and cheesecake, right? I think I've said that before. Um, but at the same time, don't expect everybody to accept it because it's not going to happen. That's just life. Anyways, didn't mean to get into all that. 
but that's really a strong message from this movie be happy with who you are don't be pressured into doing something you don't want to do um and, and as silly as this is this movie with with the idea of you know girls trying to get laid and become a woman it is really surprising to me that you know because from a guy standpoint that's a typical guy thing but you never really see it from a girl's perspective so anyways that's pretty much the story of this one at the end of it when they all return back home on the bus and the parents are there to pick them up um angel and ferris introduce each other to their parents and say this is my best friend so at first you don't like each other and now you're friends <laughs> right um this is a cool little movie right pretty good soundtrack too it's got some good 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 tunes in it um i give this a four out of five it's a really good flick it's just really different uh just because of the aspect being from a girl's point of view so hey let me know if you're a fan of this one if you like this uh i'm going to be covering a lot of these 80s flicks uh coming up so uh give me your uh, your thoughts on this one all right folks that's it for this one we will as you know Check you later! Dr. Uber!